Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to another episode of Humanized Profit. And again, I am joined by my co-host for today, Dan Hoke, who is the Director of Business Development for the Doubletree by Hilton Reading. And this is part two with Kyle Allison, who is a recent member of the Doubletree by Hilton Reading, but with a slew of hotel experience, correct? That's right. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So the last episode, we talked about your comfort zone and how you've been in, you've been out, you've been doing so many things that will either, you know, scare the heck out of people or just keep bouncing back to, to move forward. And you just keep moving forward. And that's awesome. But one of the things that we did want to touch on today is you did a, a documentary on the Doubletree, didn't you? Yes, I did. Honestly, one of the, probably one of the most proud things that I've ever done is do that project. All right. So give us a little history as far as why, how, what happened. Yeah. So this is, I think it's a great story. So as we all know, Craig Poole, our fearless leader here, um, and I worked at the number two double tree, which I mentioned in the last episode. And every year was a question of who keeps beating us? We're, you know, this 27-story glass tower in Chicago with a lightning bolt made of glass going across the front of the building. We're at the heart of the busiest intersection in the city across the street from the iconic Chicago Theater. Beautiful rooftop bar and nightclub. Um, all these great food and beverage concepts. Four Diamond Hotel. Like, we should be number one. Why are we not? So did a little research, started poking around, and uh, discovered, I think the first thing I actually saw uh, about the hotel and about Craig was uh, Craig's Hilton CEO Light and Warmth nomination, which I distinctively remember saying, uh, like them dubbing him this generation's Conrad Hilton, and then going into a, um, kind of a description of what this hotel does for the community and all that. So I was like, wow, I'm so like captivated by this article. Um, and I really want to find out more. So I looked up Craig on LinkedIn, found him and I messaged him and I asked him to be a guest on my podcast, hospitality MD, um, which was a great way to just talk to him. Knowing him now, I know that if I would have just asked him, hey, can I talk to you on the phone, he would have done it. But at the time, I just thought he's the president of the number one Doubletree, and he's just this icon. The only way I want to get to talk to him is if I invite him to be on my show. Um, but I'm glad that I did because now our really our first conversation is forever existing in the world. Um, so I asked him about everything that he does, and I went – I think I did a pretty deep dive on it and at least as much as I could with the information I had and my entire perspective on hospitality changed. I'd always felt the way that Craig does about everything. But, um, as I've gone through my career working in corporate hotels with either the brands I worked at Marriott and Hilton corporate managed properties. I've also worked at properties managed by, uh, third party management companies that are, regional and national management companies. And uh, I was always like just met with a 
you know, just corporate bureaucracy and uh, the level of hospitality that Craig promotes basically isn't practical. How are you ever going to make money if you're doing stuff like this? Uh, so I, I felt like, wow, so not only is somebody doing it right, but they're also doing it right and outperforming everybody else. Um, so I was like, this is so beyond special to me. Um, so we did that podcast. I released, it was received really well by, um, the hospitality MD audience. And I stayed in touch with Craig, you know, we would talk every now and again, and I stayed following with him on LinkedIn. Um, and it wasn't until, um, summer 2020, I'd been working at the number two double tree for several months during the pandemic. Um, during the first part of the pandemic, the hotel was looted, um, and then found myself without a job. So I, I basically said, Craig, can I come and be here with you? Can I visit and, and learn, see what you're doing? He said, yes. Um, no questions asked zero. Um, and fed me, let me stay here for free and gave me access to the hotel. And he didn't tell me what to do. He just said, run, run free, learn. And, uh, I didn't know that I was going to be like, really, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but I ended up getting to sit down with many, many people in the hotel and interviewing them on camera. And I didn't have any agenda or narrative. I just started asking them about who they are and what the hotel means to them just to try and learn more. Um, but I started like a narrative emerged naturally out of the stories that people were telling. Um, you know, I would hear bits and pieces of individual stories that connected into a bigger story. And, uh, the more people I talked to, the more clear it became. So by the time I left, I said, wow, I think there's a documentary here. Like this is a big, big story and it's so meaningful. Um, so then I, I sought out, um, a gentleman who I've worked with at a hotel. He's a, he was at the time going to Columbia College Chicago studying filmmaking and he worked with me at the front desk of a hotel I was his front office manager and I hadn't talked to him in a little bit but I reached out to him and I said hey I need your help um, I have all this footage and stuff and I don't know I've never made a movie before but I want to make one with this can you help me on this project and he and I basically teamed up with uh, a few others and spent the better part of a year retroactively putting together a documentary film about the hotel um, based on about 45 hours of interviews that we compiled while we were here for a few weeks. And what is the name of the documentary? The documentary is called Follow Me and I Will Be Behind You. Now that title, Dan, I know holds some meaning for you. What does that title mean to you? It means that there's someone who has a selfless interest in my success and who is interested in supporting me in whatever direction I'm moving as long as I stay within the same culture of selflessness 
with the direction that I'm moving. So we have a mentor for a lot of us here, Craig Poole, and he will tell you, follow me and I'll be behind you. Stick to the culture of selflessness. Stick to the culture of caring. Stick to a culture of having empathy in how you manage your and deal with your employees and, and lead that way and I will be behind you in whatever endeavor you're going to pursue. And for that, for me, who is <clears throat> admittedly a creative um, and who leads from the heart, was so empowering for me in a lot of ways to know that I had a safety net, that I could take risks with people and empower people to take care of the business of the hotel. Um, and, and I could do it and lead with empathy and with heart, and we could have a way of communicating back and forth with people that, that was centered around connectivity, feedback, and heart. And if mistakes were made, it's okay because I'm behind you because you're leading in a way that is about empowering others and developing other people. So the heart of follow me and I'll be behind you is I'm behind you to help develop you, to help guide you, to help push the success of the hotel, but also your success, develop you, help develop the people that you manage and the people that, that work here at the hotel. So for me, it was very liberating um, as, a, as a creative and as a person that leads with heart because I'd been in many situations where that wasn't the culture of, of the hotel and there wasn't anybody behind you. In fact, the only person behind you was ready to put a knife in your back and take your job. So for that, um, I'm grateful to have found that type of mentor and that type of mentality because it's helped me move forward in who I am and grow personally, and it's helped me understand how important it is that I help others do the same. So it's almost like a pay-it-forward mentality because I know someone's behind me investing in me and, and will protect the decisions I make and, and allow me to move forward with things and allow other people, empower other people to do the same. So for me, it, it meant finding... A reset. I had been an attorney for a period of time, and I had, um, didn't didn't mash mesh up with who I was personally. I was a litigation specialist, and I loved being in front of people. It's what I'd always done, um, and and I left and went into um, the the hospitality industry, and I was in a very cutthroat kind of sales culture of of selling, selling, selling. Um, the only empathy was uh, a high five if you made your sales goal. Um, and it, it was very crushing to me as a person not to have s someone in, who's invested in me just being successful at selling and not my personal growth. And I met Craig um, 15 years into the job, and I relocated my whole life here to Reading to be in a culture that I would thrive in, that I would find happiness in. And the follow me, be I'll be behind you culture that we have, this culture of selflessness and empowering and developing other people, brings nothing but happiness and joy uh, to me, and I hope and, I, and I, I desire to bring that same happiness and joy to other people. So there's a lot packed into that phrase. An entire culture that we built around this hotel, the, the entire culture that's made us the number one, is really following me behind you. That, that bar back who feels empowered to go run and find that special bottle of liquor for that one guest who really wants it and they can't find it and we go out of our way to go do things is because I did it for them and I empowered them to perhaps go do it for somebody else and I went out on a limb because I knew if a mistake was made or they knew if they were out of bounds with what they did 
it was in the best interest of helping somebody else because I have someone behind me who forgive me and tell me we failed there. We failed quickly. Let's push on and do something else. I'm behind you. Kyle, so you hear this magnificent answer to what that title means from someone who at the time and still worked for that culture. Is that how you would describe as you were working through the documentary? I know you had no agenda when you first started, but when you started to put the documentary together, did you see that as a running theme? Yeah, nobody, it's because I, I, I want to make this clear, which is why like the title of the film means a lot to me as it does to Dan, as does the whole culture, because nobody told me this is what you should title the film. Nobody here at the hotel said, I think you should title the film this. Um, the At the very beginning when I left and I had originally conceptualized the film, I thought maybe we'll call this film Point of Impact because it's a phrase that gets spoken a lot here. And the, you know, the narrative of the film is about how the hotel has helped to change the lives of people and the city. So the point of impact of the revitalization of Reading could be this hotel. Um, and then also the significance of point of impact just in everything that is done here daily. Um, but as the stories became tangible and we started to have, we did cut after cut after cut after cut after cut of the film, uh, the title point of impact didn't fit anymore. And, uh, there's a, a part of the film uh, where you have like three or four different people say like, follow me and I will be behind you, follow me and I will be behind you, follow me and I will be behind you. And uh, I didn't know that it was that important here because I hadn't been here for more than, you know, two or three weeks just to visit and I wasn't in the culture. Um, so it means a lot that we got that right I think not that there was a right or wrong answer for the title but that it was so palpable in the no agenda conversations with people about themselves that they felt it strong enough to share it with me and that my team and I in making the film uh, it resonated so profoundly that it became the title of the film um, and yeah the everything Dan said is true about the culture and, and, and its meaning. I mean, now as I sit here today, when I came here to this hotel to work here and to be here, I literally didn't know what I was going to be doing here, what my job was going to be. I didn't know how much I was going to be getting paid. I literally knew nothing. All I knew is Craig said, come here. And I was just like, okay. And I did it um, with zero information because I knew that if I followed him literally and figuratively, that he was going to be behind me and I had nothing to worry about. I had people telling me, wait, you don't know what job you're going to be doing? You don't know how much you're getting going to get paid? What are you going to, what? You're crazy. And I was literally like, you don't know Craig. I know that he's behind me. I have, I have literally zero anxiety whatsoever. I'm going to do this. Um, and if that's not follow me and I will be behind you, I don't know what is. Craig and everybody here, truly everybody, it's not just Craig. It's really not. Dan, you've been behind me so much, and I love you. Tony, you've been behind me so much, and I love you for that. Everybody here is, um, you know, I feel like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, truly, being here. Well, what a wonderful thing to say. I mean, Dan, are we walking the talk? I think, I think we are. I also think that we need to remind ourselves uh, to, to walk the talk as, 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 as a 
sure many of the listeners can relate. Um, you lose your way. There are distractions. There are um, emotions and egos that sometimes get in the mix um, to, to, to walk the talk. You got to remind yourself of this is this is what got you here. This is the culture that's made us number one. This is the culture that's delivered happiness to so many people. That you sometimes have to check yourself: Am I, am I being too overdramatic? Am I being uh, you know a, a drama queen? Am am I am I just having a bad day and I should be thankful for where I'm at and and the opportunity that I have in front of me? So you have to check yourself and and make sure that. Uh, that, that you're leading in a way that empowers others, that you're leading in a way that um, is selfless um, and catch yourself in those selfish moments um, in order to preserve the culture of taking care of each other uh, to move things forward. So, so I think we walk the talk, but I think it's a dialogue. Um, just like any great culture that's established in any kind of business, it has to be a constant dialogue. You know, it, it sounds campy, but you have to write it on the wall or on a piece of paper and you have to walk by it and you have to look at it and you have to remember and stop sometimes to, to, to check yourself. So, yeah, Craig asked me like very maybe in my first or second week here um, because I made the film about the hotel and the culture. He's like, is this are we doing it right now that you're here? What do you what do you think is, you know, and I said, it's not perfect because nothing is because we're all people. But what makes this culture great is that there's a pursuit of, of not accepting, um, not accepting the status quo or not accepting where we are today, not being, um, I guess, disillusioned by where we were yesterday because success is the enemy, but always striving for perfection and the pursuit of, um, being good to others, um, is, is why it's, it's not perfect, but the pursuit of it is what makes it perfect mm -hmm. because it's, um, who's doing it? Well, businesses have to make a profit, right? Or they're not going to be able to stay in business. But the key ingredient is that there are human beings at the center of that. And if we teach people on the outside of work, be kind, inspire, do good in the world, do work that matters, why are we not holding each other accountable to that inside the workplace? So it's, we are the number one double tree because of how we treat our guests and the guest experience is, is no one surpasses that. However, the fact that every day there is a conscious thought to continue to work that guest experience with the internal guest, each other, peer to peer, and that takes a lot of hard work sometimes, but that is humanizing profit as well. So I'm happy to hear you describe the documentary. I, I love the fact that you went into it without an agenda and out came a, a documentary. That's kind of cool. And Dan, your definition of, you know, the, the title and how, what you're seeking and that you are still seeking that every day gives people a lot of hope too. So that's Humanizing Profit. And I appreciate you, you jumping on the episode with us again, Kyle. And I know you will again in the future. And Dan, you and I have many more of these to go and lots of people to talk to. Excited to do so. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Absolutely, Kyle. Our Thank pleasure. you, Dan, for jumping on the podcast as well. And so for now, I'm Tony Reese, and see you soon.